0: Welcome to the Radical Remission Project, Stories That Heal podcast. My name is Kelly A. Turner, and I'm a PhD cancer researcher, New York Times bestselling author of Radical Remission and Radical Hope, and the founder of the Radical Remission Project. In this podcast, it is our honor to bring you inspiring healing stories directly from radical remission survivors themselves, as well as from the amazing doctors and healers they work with.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Radical Remission podcast, Stories That Heal. Today, we are excited to share the story of Case Lambrecht, as he um, has recently celebrated his five-year cancerversary, being cancer-free. Uh, he was diagnosed in 2018 with colon cancer, and had, uh, while he did have conventional treatment, uh, we are very excited to say that today he lives his life very consciously and mindfully, and we look forward to sharing his story with you so welcome case thank you and what we'd love to do is kind of kick things off with um, having you share with us how you came to learn about radical remission and the role that it played in your healing story
2: yeah that's uh, that's a nice question thank you Uh, and also thank you for being here um, 2018, was, I was diagnosed with colon cancer. I was treated in the hospital in the Netherlands. I'm from, uh, from the Netherlands, in Rheinstadt uh, Hospital in Arnhem. And my treatment was really very good there. And for me, it's very important to, to share that also, because the, the regular treatment it was from a very high level. But after a year, I, was, uh, I, I, had, uh, I had my radiation and uh, uh, chemo and uh, surgery and then a, tem- a temporary uh, soma, and after about a year, I was uh, ready with my uh, treatment in the, in the hospital. And then I had uh, a meeting with my oncologue, and I asked him, uh, um, you know, what can I do to prevent the cancer from coming back? I wanted to do things myself. And then uh, the answer was, okay, but you're going to be in in a five year control program. Every three months, we're going to check up your blood and we do an an echo of your stomach and we make a picture of your lungs and all sorts of stuff. I said, that's very nice that you do that. But my question was, what can I do myself? And then it got very quiet in the room. And uh, the final outcome was that yeah, the hospital where I was, there was not a very big program where they could help me in this direction. Um, my, my wife, she, she was helping me a lot in the in the period before uh, visiting the doctor and finding out things, uh, which choices that I could make in my uh, in my treatment. And she was on the course, and there was lying the book of Dr. Kelly Turner uh, of radical remission, and she she. Took that book. It, it was in Dutch, and uh, we we could not take it there, but we bought it, and then we started reading it. And when I was reading that book, a lot of these things I was already doing, but for me it was uh, very. I, I, when I when I read the book, I was very sure that I was exactly on the on the track where I wanted to be, and that that was yeah that was very important for me. And, Of course I did not everything but almost everything already so I found out the wheel I I reinvented the wheel for myself but yeah seeing reading that I did it in the in a way which is more common in the world yeah that was for me very very important and then yeah I started reading the, the book and I started doing things I started continuing doing things and yeah after four, five years, and now it's five years after my surgery. Um, yeah, I, I got the information that, uh, yeah, that the cancer was gone and it's, it's not coming back up to uh, today.
3: That's fantastic news, Case. Thanks for sharing that. We're so excited for you. As a fellow cancer thriver with more than five years out from a diagnosis, I'm curious because when I looked at the table of contents for the book, Radical Remission, I had the same sort of feeling like I'm doing these things. This is awesome. It was a very empowering feeling. Which, uh, which factor weren't you already doing?
2: Yeah. When, when I got my uh, diagnosis, and that, that was March, 2018, um, I was also in a, in a coaching uh, education for myself, and I always said, said my body is, is treated in the hospital, my mind, my, my mental well-being is treated in the, in the, in the coaching group. And um, Friday, I got my diagnosis, and after that, I had a weekend with the coaching group. So I came home Friday night uh, late, seven eight o'clock in the evening, and next morning nine o'clock I was uh, pretended to be uh, in the course. So I thought, yeah, what's going to happen now eh, when you have just uh, received, yeah, the the most uh, severe message in my life up to that moment. So that that was yeah that was ridiculous. And then I contacted the uh, the, the trainer, and and she said. Um, do what you what you feel you have to do case you can come you can not come you can come and leave earlier but maybe we have something for that you can use and uh, that was the sentence that 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 triggered me so i was there two days and it were fantastic days it was very sad i cried like a baby unbelievable and um, it was okay to to cry like a baby and one of the things i did the week thereafter is um the, the the first radical remission factor is um yeah what what do you want in your life huh? uh, uh, what is your reason, what's your reason for living yeah exactly and uh, i ma- i made a drawing and i made a drawing and in the middle there was the center of energy that was the sun and around the sun there were 12 dots and that were my helping points i did not know wel- which helping points that were and in the the bottom of my drawing there was my garden at home, our garden at home. That's the place where I wanted to heal. The center of of energy in my garden. And then the upper part of my drawing was uh, Lofoten in Norway. I wanted to go to Lofoten for 100 days. That was my reason for living at that moment. And every time when I took a chemo pill or I went into the the radiation uh, machine, I always uh, asked the machine or my pill, can you please help me to go to the Lofoten next year? And that was always in my mind. And uh, before my surgery, the, uh, the the doctor who did the surgery asked me, oh, think to something nice case. except said, that's an easy one. And then I explained my story about Lofoten. So I was always in my head with these three things, the place where I want to be, the center of energy, and the place where I wanted to go. And that drawing, I um, I I, I made it on A3 format and it was in my room at home, to the wall, pitched to the wall, and everybody who visited me, yeah, they they got the explanation of this drawing. So I I told my manager from work this story, exactly what I tell you now, and I said, yeah, yeah, maybe it's a strange uh, way to ask a hundred days uh, off, but it's going to happen. And then he laughed and he said, "Okay, it's going to happen. Case, no worries." And it happened. And and that reason for living and that that moving forward that that was very important. So I put my dot in the future. And th- that was point one. And of course, there are nine more. Um, and and that moment, I never heard of radical remission. Yeah? That was after one one week after my uh, my diagnosis. And then. I had in my head, I cannot do this job alone. And yeah, a, a very strange story is I, had the, I read the book of uh, um, Brandon Bayes, I think you know, the, the, the lady that healed herself. And I, when I read that book, I thought, okay, when I ever get in a situation like this, I have to do it myself. So at the moment that I got my diagnose, I knew I have to do it myself people are going to help me, but they are not going to heal me. That that is what I have to do myself. And that represents the 12 dots around the circle of energy. And I didn't know which uh, helplines that were, but I knew there are points where I need help. I cannot do my surgery myself. So I need a doctor to, to do the surgery. And that's fine that's his expertise is very good at that and after that surgery it's back for me and that is exactly how i approached this and that that helping lines that helping points that yeah that came in one by one that was that was a colleague of mine he he came in and that, that's about diet and and uh, uh eating patterns uh, his uh, wife did, did a study on uh, what what is good for for the body, and I said, okay, uh, his name is Jeroen, Yirun, Jeroen, uh, can you please bring me uh, an overview of what is good for me, uh, the the basic things and the acid things for your life? And he brought an, an a4 paper with uh, with a lot of things. Okay, thank you, and I'm I'm going to start with that, and that is how I approached it one by one. Exercise. Um, I'm, I'm going to, to, to tell some of the, of the factors, um, how, I, how I approach it. Exercise, we live in a, a really nice house in the Netherlands, in the woods. We have a wood uh, stove, and I cut my wood myself. And uh, in the beginning, I was very tired and I could, could not uh, cut my wood for a long time, but then I did it uh, three minutes or five minutes. But cutting that wood gave me so much energy and every piece of wood is different. And some is the one There is one that's easy and one is very difficult. And some, if you put the X on it and it, it's, it's, it floats immediately into pieces. And sometimes I had to hit it four or five times and nothing happened. And that's also represent for me that every person is different and you have to handle things based on what you see and what you what you experience. And sometimes maybe I put the, the wood in another direction and so it, it made me very aware of that um that every individual organism is diff- differs from others and, and, and therefore need another approach. And this was my approach. And we I are love with that a analogy. Lot-
1: That's a great yeah. analogy.
2: Yeah, and, and we are with a lot of people on this on this world. This this uh, this approach works for me, and maybe I'm the only one uh, that this approach works, but slightly different, it maybe works for another person. So that, that is why uh, you you have the 10 factors and the way that you approach it on your life. yeah, that's very, I think that's very difficult. And I would always recommend people to find help for that. And um, that is what I, I was last week. I was also reading some letters uh, of of the last year, and I and then I I said in the same words and as I, as I did today that I was very happy with my treatment, my regular treatment in the hospital, but that I missed the help of, um, yeah. What can I do in the future? And and that was really what I missed. And I found uh, a coach myself. And um. I, I still see him. Sometimes we have some discussion. He knows that, that we are a Norway and the way we are approaching our life now. Um, and, and that yeah, that made for me the difference. Finding some time you treat and uh, you treat, and then tell something, and then he asks a question. And then I'm started to think. And sometimes I had an answer and sometimes not, but it is a process that you have to get ongoing. And it is not something with a, a question and an answer. I I, I tried to get the the process ongoing and that's, yeah, that's, that's my biggest learning, I think. What, what I did from the beginning and I I was very lucky with my wife is, um, I I was the CEO of my own health and um, in that, in that center of energy, there was a a drawing of myself, my wife and our dog and um, we, we decided the direction together where we should go. And uh, doctors, uh, I, I consulted a doctor and the doctor said, okay, I will do th- this and then, okay, I'll think over it. And then I come back with my answer of, of, of what I wanted to do. And once that was very, and yeah, then it was a little bit exciting. I was in the, in the hospital and I, I had some problems after surgery. And I, I don't know exactly. And that was three weeks before my surgery Uh, I had on the planning. There was a surgery to, to set back my stoma. I had a three month stoma and then after three months it was set back and everything was put in the, in the original way. And then uh, they wanted to remove, um, one of my organs. I don't know, even remember what it was. It's not important for the, for the story. And then they wanted to do that surgery immediately. And then I said in this body nothing is going to happen before i have talked to my oncologist and then he said oh oh but that's not so easy a case he said that's not easy but where that is possible that's in the hospital and that's where we are now in half an hour the oncologist was next next to my bed and then i asked him when is my operation for the for the stomach plant and then he looked in the agenda oh that's. Uh, Next week, t- Tuesday, whatever, with, within two weeks. And then I said, then the two of us are going to make that surgery possible. We are going to do everything to make that possible. Do you agree? Yes, he said, I agree. And that, that surgery, that, yeah, that, that happened, that, that was there. And, and the organ was, was not removed at that time. Because my focus was, was on another uh, surgery than they had. And then later I asked to one of the, 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 the ladies in the hospital and I said, yeah, what, what did you think of my answer? I was lying in my bed, uh, a big fever, 40 degrees Celsius, uh, sick, sick, sick. And then four uh, doctors around my bed. And then they wanted to to an operation, a surgery that I did not like. And then I asked to the lady in the in the hospital. I said, "Yeah, what, what do you think of my my question and my answer?" And she said, and she first looked around if she was alone. I understood you, she said. And yeah, that was for me also a confirmation that it, that it was the good, um, yeah, the good thing that I did. And um, but but yeah, sometimes there is a big resistance, and you have to overcome that resistance. And yeah, that's not easy. Huh? I was sick. My wife was not there. I was there alone. I had to do it alone, but I was very clear which direction that I wanted to go, and I, yeah, I was straight in that. So th- that was for me, and still never heard of radical remission in that time. Eh?
1: Yeah, but that's not left- that easy, right? To take that time. Not everybody has the opportunity to take that time to um, really give that thought and the, the have the ability and the strength to push back a little bit and ask for what you actually are following your intuition.
3: The Radical Remission Foundation is our nonprofit, whose mission is to advance education and support scientific research on the topic of radical remissions. Researchers at Harvard have completed a pilot study to analyze the benefits of the Radical Remission workshop and online course for cancer patients. Specifically, the research study is looking at the impact the workshop and online course may have on patients' quality of life and dietary habits. The results are currently being analyzed and are very promising. If you'd like to support the Radical Remission Foundation as we continue researching Radical Remissions, please consider making an end-of-year donation at radicalremission.com slash donate. In addition to continuing the research, the Foundation will offer scholarships to those in need of financial support in order to participate in a Radical Remission workshop. We believe that this information should be accessible to everyone who needs it. Please consider donating today at radicalremission.com donate. No amount is too small and every donation is appreciated. Visit www.radicalremission.com donate to learn more. Being diagnosed with a
1: serious health challenge can be emotional and overwhelming. At Radical Remission, we believe no one needs to face a diagnosis alone. Our certified health coaches work one-on-one or in small groups to support people living with a diagnosis to integrate the 10 healing factors of Radical Remission. Our team of coaches include national board-certified health coaches, doctors, nurses, and other medical practitioners, as well as mental health providers. Our coaches meet each person where they are on their healing journey to offer support, accountability, and goal-setting in a positive manner. Check out RadicalRemission.com to find your health coach and connect with them to learn more about what it might look like to work together. See the show notes for links to find a coach on RadicalRemission.com.
2: Luckily, I had the strength, and and being so, um, yeah, so severe and so strong to to the to the to the regular doctor. Yeah, that was for me later. It was also a surprise that I would that. Yeah, I, yeah.
1: Yeah, I yeah. Well, you I were empowered, be... right? You really believed yeah. that you knew what you needed to do, and you asked Absolutely. for it. You weren't afraid.
2: And I empowered myself, and yeah, this was the consequence. I, I, I tried to be a nice guy and, and do and be constructive and, and not to uh, to to be so hard and so tough. But yeah, but it was my life, and I wanted to to go it in the direction that that I had in my mind. And yeah, yeah, and there I followed really my intuition. I think that's a good point. Um, sometimes. Yeah, intuition is, is the balance between heart and, um, and head. And in, in this world, we tend to be a lot in our heads and in my work, pharmaceutical company, which I really like, but there we are fully in our head. And sometimes I tended to be in my head and then, then my wife was in the, in the hospital and, the, and then she, she asked me something and then, and then I gave an answer in the head. And there was one moment that she was a little bit of uh, angry and she said, Case, tell me what you feel because that's always true. And then I thought, okay, that's it. And uh, then I thought, okay, I have to, to rely on my, what I feel and, and my intuition and go to my, to my heart and to my stomach and not, uh, not, not uh, find explanations in the head. So that's, yeah. Yeah, that, that was a really strong moment.
1: I love how you call intuition the balance between the heart and the head. I think that's a really nice way to kind of make make a good point about explaining that to people.
2: Yeah, I, I think so. I have a nice picture of that. I'm going to share that with you if you want once. Um, and I, I really think that you cannot always, I think you cannot always be in your heart or, or in your stomach. Sometimes, yeah, the head is very, very, yeah. It, it gives Yeah, I agree. to do it. Yeah.
3: we live in our heads way too much so good for yeah. you yeah. for figuring that out and you did talk yeah. earlier about well in your introduction we mentioned that you know you're more conscious you're you're living your life more consciously I'm assuming you mean intentionally and and more planned and and mindful about how you're living tell us a little bit more about that
2: yeah what what I did is I I am an uh, an energetic man. I was a very energetic man and I loved everything and then I could enjoy everything. But I was not good at making choices. I did everything. An anniversary of my brother, uh, going to uh, whatever, whatever I wanted. But now I have better in mind what I really like and what makes me happy. I, I take the time to go into the nature and sometimes to do nothing. I found out that that um, making music really makes me, yeah, serene, quiet. Um, The the first week after my diagnosis, I also uh, wrote a song. I play guitar and I wrote a song for myself. And normally I write songs for um, when my parents uh, have their 50th uh, anniversary of the wedding and uh, my brother when he is 50 and, and things like that. But that was the moment to to write a song for myself, and that was three couplets. and um I, I played it with the guitar with with uh, with the background and then with these uh, with these words in Dutch. And um I, I sung the first time I sung it for my wife, without emotion. I was very emotional in that period, but I sung the song without without, yeah. It was very easy to make me crying, but at that moment, there was no, there was not, no tear at all. And then my parents came in the day after, and my, uh, the parents of my wife, and as I also sang that song, and the mothers were crying a lot, and my father was looking at me, and he thought, wow, he was really enjoying it, but I did not cry, because I knew this song is the truth, this is going to happen, and uh, there was one sentence yeah, Casey, I think he will make it. Yeah, that is what I, what I, and then uh, the last sentence was, I'm sure Casey, I'm going to make it. So, it, yeah, and, and that was, that was the, the, the convincement that I had, okay, it's moving that direction. It's going to be heavy. It's going to be a heavy tour. It's going to be four mountains in it. I'm going to be tired. I'm going to be whatever, but in the end, I am the winner of this course. I had always the idea that I was going to win it. And a nice thing was also that I sung this also for my colleagues. We had a team meeting in, at work, and then I took my guitar and I sung this song. Yeah, that uh, that's, yeah, that were beautiful moments in this period. Yeah. I
1: love that. That's one I haven't heard before. Someone that wrote themselves a song for really to kind of motivate you to, to ground you through the process it's really cool
2: yeah and it's grounding to the process and and now it's now five years ago of course i have the song on paper um and it is that's the nice thing when you write something or when you paint something you put it in a certain version and that's it and after a year after three years in 10 years you you can read it again and then you see the words again and the, the words that i choose yeah still proud on it
1: yeah it should be yeah it's beautiful yeah. yeah yeah so knowing that um you had that kind of connection uh i kind of see that as a way sometimes people could connect spiritually do you have a, mm-hmm. a way to that you choose to connect with your spirituality through this process
2: yeah um yeah there the i got a little bit of help also in the coaching uh, education um most of the time, and as a check-in, we started with, okay, here are hundred uh, pictures, choose one, and why do we choose? Why do we choose it? Yeah, that you really do on your intuition, and also we did the uh, guided imagery, and that was, I think it was the f- maybe the first or the second time that that I really did that for myself, and now I was was very motivated to do so because I thought, yeah, everything, uh, maybe it's one of my twelve dots without put huh? and, and it, it, it turned out to be that it was one and um, yeah then I experienced that I became very um serene of that a, a sort of strong uh, being but really relaxed and that there was also one moment that um that I was in the hospital and I was it was yeah, it was ridiculous, in the middle of the night, full speed to the hospital, 40 degrees fever again, and then, yeah, yeah, maybe it's a, it's, a, it's, it's a fever and it is over tomorrow. Then they go on to test the blood and then it was something on the pancreas. And when they say, oh, it's the pancreas, you are not happy. So I thought, okay, which direction do we go now? And then I thought, okay, case you're lying on your bed. Oh, you feel your... Uh, you're back on the ground. Is it cold? No, it's not cold. Are you hungry? No, it's okay. My wife was there. Choose for trust, and that, based on on that uh, on that sort of things, I was able to make that choice at that moment to be uh, not not um, looking back or what happened or looking forward what what could happen. No, uh, the truth of the moment, and that's it. And there was there was no more. And, and we would see what what was going to happen. And that, that made me also very quiet at that moment.
1: Yeah, do you also use it's? I mean, that's amazing mindfulness to stay present in a moment ah, of chaos like that, right? Um, do you use that in a way um, with your techniques for releasing suppressed emotions as well?
2: Um, yeah, release suppressed emotions. Um, yeah, what well, I did is um, everybody has in his life things that, that happened in the past and more or less uh, influence the truth of today. And also, I also had some things there. And for me, it was also, um, yeah, sometimes I, I find it very difficult to choose for myself. And then you always do what other people want. And when I started realizing that, then it was much easier to uh, to make choices for myself and also um, be relaxed on that and not. um, Yeah. Uh, When you take a decision, you you can think, oh, I am going to take that decision. What do that people think of it or that people or what's going to happen then? And if you say where you are now, then it's much more easy to be confident what could happen in the future because what, what can happen in future, yeah, it's always different. You, nobody can think uh, one year ahead. So, uh, I tried to do that being in my head, but, but going to going down in my body, yeah, that really helped me a lot. And also on, on raising suppressed emotions and yeah, maybe, maybe one thing in that, that was the first day of the coaching, uh, um, training. And then, th- then I was worried about the training. Yeah, we, we were with 12 people in the group. And th- then I said to the trainer, I said, yeah, but now I have cancer. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, uh, everything is looking at me, and it's all about me. And then she said, Case, is that, is that your responsibility? I said, no, that's not my responsibility. Okay, then leave the responsibility with me. And then she said, everything what is, uh, what is there is allowed to be there. So if if somebody is angry, he can be angry. If he wants to cry, he can cry. If, so everything what happens is okay. And there, that is for me the sentence, and I, I use that a lot in my coaching. What what is there, it's allowed to be there. That's that it's okay that it is there. And that is also um, yeah, a way to to release what you should keep yeah, for men. Yeah, we, we had some discussions about men. They approach this maybe different than, than women, because a man, yeah, he, he has to feel he has to be strong, he's not allowed to uh, uh, to cry. But there it was allowed to cry, and that's so nice, and um Casey, you are sad. I see you're sad. Yeah. And and there was nobody who said, okay, so it, it, it comes all good. No, everybody was quiet, and I had the time to be sad there. And that's so nice that you get the time to be sad. That's that's unbelievable powerful.
1: Isn't that funny? Sometimes we have to have people tell us that it's okay to do that.
2: Yeah, exactly. And that's so strange. And and that's also a form for me for releasing suppressed emotion because you want to Behave to standard, not crying or uh, uh, yeah, yeah, anger,
3: uh, anger is not good. All of those, yeah, social, yeah. culturally, socially, we we aren't allowed to feel all the feelings, and it's so yeah, exactly. important, so important yeah, that we feel yeah. them.
2: Yeah, that that's so important. Yeah, this this yeah, that's really yeah. important. And there, I got that feeling. I felt it how important it was. And yeah, it's hard to, to, to say it in words. I hope that it's clear, but... Uh, yeah,
3: yeah. I, I definitely get it. I, I know what you're yeah, saying. Good. I can relate, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, case, what is one piece of advice that you would offer to someone else on a healing journey such as yours?
2: Yeah, uh, my advice is, is the following. Cancer is, is um, a really uh, severe sickness which is uh, which is going to uh, the rate of cancer is is going to increase up to the 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 next period um and uh what most of the people think in the world is ah, cancer wow oh that's bad uh, maybe you're going to die you can do a lot yourself you can do much more yourself than than i could ever realize before that that is you can do so much yourself and um if you don't believe that yourself, find help because there are a lot of people who who want to help you and know where you can improve. And yeah, you can do so much yourself. that's that is what I underestimated, and I think most of the people do.
3: Yes, agreed. And how are you helping people, case?
2: Um, yeah, I, I with help navigators, of course, we we give the workshop and the the introductions.. Um, in the Netherlands, I also gave a workshop. Uh, yeah, I, I tried to connect with the, the hospital in, in the Arnhem where I was treated. There is a, a very good oncologue and she is uh, from the um, integrative medicine doctor and she's really good on that. And she is open for this and she's setting up a network in the in in the hospital. So that combination, I think it's, it's very important. Yeah. and, and yeah, that's the way I want to to bring it on a higher level. I yeah, I, I really want to to bring radical remission on a higher level in the Netherlands, and um, yeah, see how we how we can do that. Uh,
3: and you're also doing coaching, correct?
2: Yeah, 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 right. yeah. Right. Yeah.
3: Good. Yeah. Is there anything else that you would like to share? Anything that you didn't get to say already that you think is important, or any other points you want to make? Yeah.
2: I think we have we have handled a lot of things. I don't know if if I handled everything, but at least ninety percent we we have. Um,
3: Absolutely, yeah. You covered nah. I think nearly every single one of the factors, right, Liz? I yeah,
2: think I think. This, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. did you miss one?
3: Um. You
1: know, maybe herbs and supplements. Not everybody has a story oh, yeah. around yeah. that. I, yeah, herbs and supplements. Do you have anything funny or any unusual supplements or techniques that healing techniques you might have used that would be worth sharing?
2: yeah um yeah for me it, it was in the column of course so i really focused on column i think that it's important for herbs and, and supplements it's not the easiest one for me also as a coach um, i think it's very important that you that you project it to to yourself uh, what, what's happening in your body what do you need i really approached it to the uh, to the uh column and yeah, darm flora in dutch is flora also the english word or not the, the consistency of flora. the
1: yeah
2: yeah okay flora yeah so i, I try to get my uh, flora as as uh, healthy as possible um kombucha and that sort of things uh um yeah they there they are really experienced uh, a lot with that and and also some uh herbs and supplements but i, I see this also something a little bit of overlap with the food food um, i am very simple eh? local and fresh and uh, I used to cook with, uh, with 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 stuff, which is uh, pre-frapped in the, in, uh, to be bought in the supermarket. We, we don't do that anymore. And uh, then you make your food uh, tasteful by using herbs. And that is really nice that you that you can get a better result. We eat better than we ever did. That's and great. that's great, that you use your
1: garden awesome. too, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, you opened your uh, your story with your strong reasons for living being in Norway. And yeah. I happen to know that you're in Norway right now. Is that how it all came to be? Is that why you're in Norway today?
2: Um, yeah. Um, after a year, I, um, I, I started back going to work and then uh, after a year, the, then the the most difficult period Started because then you are not sick sick anymore. You can go back to work. What I wanted to do is go back to my projects and do. Uh, they paid my my salary for a year, so I had some uh, some backlog in my head. But then I I, th- I I I saw myself and I thought, yeah, you are a different uh, man. I, I turned out to be a different man. And then um, I switched job, which was a good switch, but it was not a solution. I worked four days, I started to work three days. It was also a good uh, change, but it was also not the, the, the solution. And um, then then we decided to move to Norway for a year. And moving to Norway, that made me, uh, that brought me in a position that I could really think on what I want in life. And yeah, it, it was so, yeah, it is, it's unbelievable. Um, the first day that we were in Norway, then the radical remission teacher training started for the first time virtual. Yeah, you cannot imagine how, the, how that is. Yeah. So I started to do that. And yeah, and then the training with you with health navigators and then the work with health navigators, then I started my own. So now it's now it's moving. And, and what I did last year, yeah, it's flowing Amazing. and it's a process and it's, it's going step by step forward. And yeah, I, I see what, what the next step is. I love
1: seeing you fulfill your, your dream, you know, telling your huh. boss you were going to be in Norway for a hundred days and, and now in fact a year. Um, so, uh, before we wrap up, I just wanted to double check and see, um, how you would like people to connect with you. Would you want to share, um, how people can connect with you for coaching or to participate in your workshops.
2: Yeah, what we can easily do is uh, find my uh, my email address. I think that at, uh, gmail.com, that's an easy one. And we can also do that via health navigator. So if you, if people uh, connect uh, via the site of healthnavs.com, then you can also easily find me. So uh, I think that, that are the two ways and hopefully i'm going to be as, as a preferred supplier in the hospital in the in the netherlands also that they also bring people from there so that's the process that i started last month so hopefully there will also come something so uh,
1: excellent that's great yes we are uh, happy to have you um as one of our health navigators um if that wasn't clear earlier uh he is on the team with carla and i doing some group coaching and group workshops um, so please visit healthnavs.com to learn more about Case, and we will certainly put his email in the show notes as well.
3: Thanks so much, great. Case. It was so great talking to you today.
2: Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. And uh, yeah, it's nice to uh, to, to reinvent uh, the feeling and the process. So yeah. I'm
3: sharing your story is definitely yeah. going to help other people. So appreciate thank it. Thank you very
2: much.
0: And thank you for listening to the Radical Remission Project, Stories That Heal podcast. Once again, I'm Kelly A. Turner, PhD, cancer researcher and founder of the Radical Remission Project. If you found today's episode inspiring, we encourage you to share it with anyone you think would benefit. If you'd like more information about the Radical Remission Project, or would like some support bringing the 10 Radical Remission Healing Factors into your own life, visit us at RadicalRemission.com to find a certified Radical Remission health coach or to learn about an upcoming Radical Remission workshop. And if you'd like to connect with Liz or Carla directly for health coaching, you can visit RadicalRemission.com forward slash about us. Most importantly, be sure to like, share, and please, please, please review this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Your reviews are what allow us to keep finding sponsors and sponsors are what allow us to keep bringing you these podcasts. So thank you in advance for your reviews. One last thing, would you like to be on our podcast? If you're a radical remission survivor who's been in remission for at least three years, meaning that you either have stable or dormant disease or perhaps even no evidence of disease, you can contact us at RadicalRemission.com forward slash podcast. The Stories That Heal podcast is a production of the Radical Remission Project and Cat Productions, hosted by Liz Curran and Carla mans produced by Ryan Giroux, music by Batchbug. Follow the Stories That Heal wherever you get your podcasts.